ladies and gentlemen, to episode 25 of season 2, or episode 225. I am Doc Bryant, your host, and it's been a while. Sorry about that. Been kind of watching how certain things are shaking out. I've mentioned many, many times on this show how the things that are going on in our world are the result of spiritual forces, of a world immaterial. Not immaterial as in uh, ineffectual, as in that it doesn't matter, but immaterial in the fact that it is not part of our material world. What happens in this world is a result of what happens in the spiritual world. And I believe that what is happening in the West, in the United States, politically, culturally, and so forth, is a spiritual battle of the bulge, if you will. The two opposing forces in this spiritual conflict are the, uh, are the forces of God, the Creator, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Yahweh, Jehovah, if you will, I am, as he refers to himself in Exodus and elsewhere in the Bible, the God of the Bible, led in this world by the King of Kings, Jesus of Nazareth, who is the Christ who died and rose again on the third day and is the Savior. And the other force is the force of Satan. And he leads an army of fallen angels, spirits that are referred to in the Greek as demonia, where we get the word demons. I find it heartening that over the past couple of weeks that I have seen uh, several pundits coming to the conclusion, finally coming to the conclusion, that what is going on in the United States is not natural. It is not rational. It is supernatural. It is spiritual. Some of these people who have come to this conclusion, I don't even know if they are Christian or even spiritual themselves, but they are recognizing that what is happening is not natural. The current manifestation or the current terminology to describe what is happening is wokeness. And wokeness is nothing more, and I've said this before on this show, wokeness is nothing more than the world system, Satan's world system. And it's described in Revelation as Babylon. It's described in the book of Ephesians as this present darkness. It is Satan's world system. A uh, Another uh, preacher named uh, Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N, has written a very good book called The Return of the Gods, talking about the spiritual warfare 
and its similarities to what happened to Israel, to ancient Israel, many, many years ago, thousands of years ago. And he uh, correctly comes to a lot of conclusions. Um, I like the book. It's a good overview of the uh, campaign, the spiritual warfare campaign in the United States. Uh, I personally would love to see a more in-depth book with regards to his uh, the research that he did. Uh, I've read a few of his books, and I like his writing, and he's straight and to the point, and that's really good. For me, you know, I like to get down deep into the research and that kind of stuff, but when it comes to a really good book describing what's going on in the West and in the United States in particular, as far as spiritual warfare is concerned— it's a really good book. I, I highly recommend it. And no, I am not being paid by uh, Pastor Khan. Um, I'm not being paid by anybody. So when I mention a product uh, like my tea, for instance, um, it's, uh, it's because I actually like it. So this wokeness is, I believe, what's happening in the world right now. There is a Christian revival going on all over the world. Uh, Christianity is growing by leaps and bounds in places like China, in sub-Saharan Africa, in the Middle East, in Iran right now. Christianity is, uh, is experiencing this great revival and it's almost ironic that the one place that it really hasn't touched is the place that is supposed to be the last bastion of Christendom, which is the United States. Other countries, like from sub-Saharan Africa, other countries are sending missionaries to the United States. That tells you something, folks. That tells you something. But I believe it is touching the United States now. And I believe Satan is fighting back. This is his last this is his last hold right here in the West, in the United States. I am suspecting that the the final battleground for Satan is going to be in Europe, just because it is so very post Christian. But right now, I think the Battle of the Bulge is, uh, is right here in the West. Satan is throwing everything he's got into the West. And this is manifesting itself in our world as wokeness, as unbridled sinfulness as war. The globalist powers are trying desperately, and, and, and as you will note, the, uh, in the very end times, the real end times, the ones that are described in Revelation during the tribulation, uh, a one-world government and a one-world religion is established. And that's what the globalist powers have always been about. And up until recently, it has been the United States who has stood against those globalist powers, and now it is the United States who is standing with those globalist powers, trying desperately to create a one-world government and a one-world religion. And they are failing massively. And that is primarily, at least at the moment, what this podcast is, is about. I frame 
what is happening in the world, in news, from the viewpoint of the spiritual war that has been going on since the beginning of time. And that's what we're talking about. That's what I talk about. Now, wokeness in the United States is starting to crumble because people are beginning to see how unnatural wokeness is. God designed us. God designed we human beings to live in a certain way. First of all, he designed us as individuals, not robots, not a collective. If God had wanted robots, a collective who would worship him day and night without thought, without question, he could have made us that way. It would not have been a problem for him. But he made us individuals, unique in our own different ways, special, special little snowflakes, if you will. And he wants to know each and every one of us individually, just as a father would a child. He wants to watch us grow and develop and learn and gain strength and wisdom and courage. And he wants to share our lives in a close, loving relationship, just like any father would. Satan, on the other hand, he wants to be worshipped day and night. And he wants a collective. He wants a one-world government, a one-world religion that worships him and only him without thought. No individualism, no choice. And this is where the whole concept of choice comes in. God gave us the choice of whether or not to follow him because you cannot have love without choice. Forcing somebody to worship you, forcing somebody into a relationship with you is the exact opposite of love. And God is not like that. He wants you to have a relationship, a loving relationship with him as a child does to a father, as an individual, because you choose to. And if you choose not to, that is your choice. And Satan does not give you that option. And that is why it's... It, wokeness is is sold to us as if it is a liberating force that gives us freedom from the quote-unquote oppression of God. God oppresses us because he doesn't want us to live the way we want to live. No, you can live the way you want to live. God gives you a choice to do that. But along with choice, along with freedom of choice, comes consequence. And if you choose to live in a manner that goes against the way that you were designed, there will be consequences. If you choose to live your life in a manner that you were not designed to live, then there will be consequences. If you use something, a tool, or, or anything, in a manner that it was not designed to be used, it's going to break. Like if I pick up a laptop computer and try to hammer a nail into a 2x4 with it, I might be able to accomplish that, but it's likely going to damage the computer in some way because that's not the way the computer was designed to be used. 
And it's the same with our lives. We were not designed to do a lot of the things that we are doing as individuals. Case in point, this whole transgender business. Transgenderism is all, arguably the ultimate uh, rebellion against God's design. The Bible is very clear. All throughout the Bible, it's very clear that God created us, man and woman, male and female. Not one greater than the other, just different. Just like God created us as individuals, not one greater than the other, but each of us different. Some of us are better at certain things than others of us. And so you see this concept, uh, this, this opposing concept of equity, that we must all be equal that we must all be the same. And, and it's, it's hilarious. Well, one at one side, they're talking about, Oh, you, 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 if you're woke, if you're liberal, neoliberal as, as it really is, if you're, if you're like that, then this is the way to express yourself by being just like everybody else. They, anything that Satan tells you is 180 degrees out of phase with the way God designed things. And again, transgenderism is arguably, again, the, the, the ultimate uh, rebellion against God's design. Telling God that he designed you wrong and that you are going to become your own God and that you are going to design yourself. Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, what's really happening is that you are allowing Satan to twist you into something that will guarantee your personal and spiritual and physical destruction if you are buying into this transgenderism garbage. And this is borne out even by, well, real science, not, not the science trademark, that is the current one world religion. But actual science, actual demonstrable objective science, there is male and there is female. There are only two genders. There are only two sets of sexual organs. Only two. That's all. Now, are there occasional, very, very, very rare aberrations? Absolutely. It happens. But that is not the norm. That is not the norm. Yes, there are some people who are occasionally born with both sets of sexual organs. Very, very rare. But the concept that you can feel that you are not designed correctly, that you are not the gender that you were born into, is fallacious. It is wrong. It is absolutely 100% wrong. If you have male genitalia, then you are a male. If you have female genitalia, then you are a female. 
Another thing that I've said many, many times is what you believe, what you feel is irrelevant if it is not based on reality, objective reality. Are there certain people that have this truly, that truly have this feeling? that they were born the wrong gender. Yes, they are very rare. That is very rare. The actual transsexual community makes up three-tenths of a percent of the population. Three-tenths of a percent. And even with this massive marketing scheme that Satan has going on, that has been going on for the past few years, that has been extraordinarily negatively affecting especially the young, because it is targeting the young. Even with this massive push, only 1.6% of the population consider themselves or say or identify, God help us, identify as transgender. 1.6%. So it begs the question, why are so very many major corporations going all in on supporting transgenderism? Why are they pandering to what is at most 1.6% of the population, which means that 98.4% of the population are not. And what is actually three-tenths of 1% of the population. Why would you pander to that group? And, and let's, let's put another thing out there, too, real quick. All of these activist groups are nothing more than neo-Marxist leftist organizations that claim to be representing the groups that they are representing. Like Black Lives Matter? When was the last time you actually saw a BLM member that was like arrested in Portland that was black. They're white liberals who are pushing Black Lives Matter. It's white, straight women who are pushing this transgenderist movement. Okay? It's not, it's not transgender people. The, 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 the LGBTQ E-I-E-I-O, L-M-N-O-P, M-O-U-S-E outfit. They're not themselves gay. These are Marxist activists who have hijacked a group that they have determined, that they have decided are oppressed in some way, shape, or form. So let's get that out of the way right now. They don't represent this group, real transgenders, real homosexuals, are not really part of these organizations. I mean, there are some, yeah. There might be, uh, you know, there, there are some like the gay parades and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, the, the, this is being forced by people who are not really part of the group. Anyway, I digress as I frequently do, ask my wife. This whole woke movement, transgenderism specifically, the support for transgenderism, is collapsing very rapidly. The woke movement is collapsing very rapidly because people are seeing that it is indeed unnatural. And, and it's freakishly unnatural. And now people, even liberals, are beginning to look at this and go, wait a minute. That's not what we're about. 
that's not what, I, you know, I thought I was liberal, but this isn't liberalism. And it, and and the definition of liberalism frequently vacillates. It changes all the time. But it's collapsing. Wokeism is collapsing. Two very good examples of this, of wokeness collapsing, is... Uh, are, I'm sorry, two good examples of this are uh, Anheuser-Busch via the Bud Light debacle and Disney. You've got two companies, one of which pulled basically a marketing stunt that they thought would in some way expand their popularity. I don't understand this. Again, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It it's not logical from a business standpoint appealing to three tenths of a percent of the population to try to expand your business does not make sense. No logically thinking business executive would decide, you know what, the best way to expand our business is to try to get three-tenths of a percent of the population to indulge in our business. It's not rational. But this is what they did. And again, the reason that they did it is because they were being influenced by spiritual forces. They, they were, and, and, and one, of the, one of the ways that you can see that someone or something or, you know, a group is being influenced by negative spiritual forces, by demonic spiritual forces, is that they do things that are unnatural, that are illogical, that don't make sense. And that's the case with Bud Light, when they decided that they were going to send Dylan Mulvaney, a six-pack or, or a 12-pack of Bud Light cans with his face on it, celebrating his supposed 365th day of womanhood. Bud Light made the greatest mistake of their history. And Bud Light has been around, or, or Anheuser-Busch has been around for uh, since the 1800s, I think it was 1810, if I remember correctly, when they were founded, uh, from what I have heard at any rate. But this is the greatest mistake of their history, because this was kind of a straw that breaks the camel's back situation. Dylan Mulvaney is a sh he's a scam artist. He's not even really transgender. He is a failed actor, a failed comedian. And when he saw how popular the transgender movement had become, he decided to hitch his wagon to it and ride it for all it's worth. And it has gotten him quite a bit of notoriety. But he is not really transgender. He has, had, he has not had any surgical alterations, with the exception, apparently, of some facial smoothing. But he hasn't had his man bits removed, and he hasn't had any female bits added. He just walks around in women's clothing with makeup on, and his hair done. That does not make you a woman. I can go outside, I can purchase a Mercedes-Benz crest and go outside and put it on a... Toyota. That does not make the Toyota 
a Mercedes-Benz. Okay, dressing up like a woman, growing your hair out and doing your hair, putting makeup on does not make you a woman. And again, Dylan Mulvaney, is, he will do anything to get attention. And that's what he's doing. And, you know, it's, it's a grift. And he's making money off of it. And that I cannot fault him for. What I can fault him for is popularizing transgenderism. Popularizing an unnatural act. An unnatural way of life. That I can fault him for. And I'm not the only one. Because the backlash from actual partakers of Bud Light has been enormous. Now, there are a lot of leftist pundits out there going, well, and they always use this. They always say this. Well, Anheuser-Busch is a huge company and they can afford to do whatever they want as if that's what companies should do, as if that's what corporations are for. Uh, and, and the left believes this, and they have acted on this. Taking hold of, getting control of massive corporations and using those massive corporations as instruments of social change, or more accurately, as instruments of spiritual change. But that's not what corporations are for. And these corporations are being used unnaturally. Corporations are for making money, for making profit. That's what they are for. And so the corporation should follow the trends of the people, the majority of the people, to make a majority of money, to make a profit. You cannot make a profit if you are only marketing to 1% of the population. You can't do it. Unless you're a small operation. If, if you are targeting a niche group, a very small niche, then you have to be a small organization. A small operation. Unless that niche group has, is, is a group with lots of money. And then you have to give them what they want. You cannot tell them what they want. You have to give them what they want. And that's not what Bud, Bud, Anheuser-Busch did. No, no, no. And now they have lost an enormous amount of market capitalization. And their stock is has dropped quite a bit uh, since April when this happened. Now there are some pundits out there, uh, on the right even, that say that, you know, all of this can change uh, if Bud Light actually comes out and delivers an honest apology, an honest mea culpa, and rejects Dylan Mulvaney, and rejects transgenderism, and admits that what they did was a mistake. I don't think that's going to cut it. First of all, I don't think they're going to do it because their CEO is a hardcore leftist handpicked to run this company. Former CIA officer. And he was handpicked and placed in this position to try to use this company as an agent of social change, because it's a massive company and lots and lots of people drink Bud Light or used to drink Bud Light. And so the way that the left thinks is, well, we can take this company that is very popular that a lot of people use and through this company, we can market a certain way of life, a certain spiritual viewpoint and those people will like like lemmings, like mindless robots, just go, oh, yes, we will follow. 
But that's not the way the world works because we weren't designed as lemmings. We weren't designed as robots. We were designed as individuals who have a choice. And this works against Satan as much as it works for him. And so all of these Bud Light drinkers who are salt-of-the-earth type folks decided, no, (laughs) they were actually incorrectly insulted by the move. And so now you can't even give Bud Light away. Costco is selling 36 packs of Bud Light at like 41 cents a can. They're selling them for, for like 14.50 or something like that. It's it's ridiculously low price and they can't give the stuff away. They can't get rid of it. And for those pundits out there, those leftists who are saying, well, Bud Light can do whatever they want because they've got millions and millions of dollars. Lady folks, and there was one lady specifically on, on YouTube, they can't do that because eventually they're going to run out of money. And if that were the case, if what you were saying is true, if Anheuser-Busch could go ahead and do whatever they want, why, why are they panicking? Why are they trying desperately to pander to their former base with cynical, quite frankly, stupid uh, commercials. The first one wasn't horrible. But it still showed, and the second one also still showed, that Bud Light really isn't changing. They're just trying to entice people back. The last one was horrible. It showed people ostensibly at a... Uh, either rodeo or country music festival or something like that. There was country music playing in the background, and there it was raining and so on and so forth. Let, let me explain something. I'm from Texas, okay? If you're at a country music festival, if you're at a rodeo, do you know what you're going to see? You are going to see cowboy hats. You are going to see western button-down shirts t-shirts you are going to see trucker baseball caps you're going to see jeans you're going to see boots do you know what was in this commercial the only guy with a hat in this commercial it wasn't even a cowboy hat the people that were featured in this commercial were new york hipsters They were dressed like New York hipsters would dress if they were going to a country music festival. One guy with a hat, and the hat wasn't even a Western hat. It wasn't a cowboy hat. So basically what this commercial was saying was, oh, this is us, this is the way we are, and look, we're indulging in the same kind of activities that you indulge in. So, so please come back and drink our beer. Well, that's failing. Now Bud Light has painted itself into a corner because the left, a, a, an activist group which probably came into existence five minutes ago, a trans activist group, has come out against Bud Light saying that they didn't support Dylan Mulvaney enough. And so if Bud Light goes to the left or the right, they are screwed. Now, because of their leadership, they lean to the right. But they're losing a lot of money. And there's already reports of what's referred to as a halo effect going on where people are identifying other Anheuser-Busch products, not Bud Light, like Michelob, Michelob Ultra, and saying, wait a minute, that's that's Anheuser-Busch too. I'm not going to drink that either. And so their sales are dropping with Michelob now. And people, I mean... Like right after this happened, uh, one country music individual, I can't remember who it was, 
he put out a uh, a list of Anheuser-Busch products that he was banning from his concerts henceforth. Uh, another thing, uh, there was a huge music festival, uh, country music festival in uh, California a couple of days ago. And that was another case where you could not give Bud Light away. But they're suffering financially. Eventually, the problem with socialism is eventually you're going to run out of people. The problem with Satanism is that eventually you're going to run out of other people's money. It is unnatural. And because it is unnatural, it is unsustainable unless you force somebody else to pay for it or trick somebody else into paying for it because it won't work. Other pundits have said that, and that's why I don't think an apology is going to come out. Uh, an apology is not going to work at this point because if they, if they do come out with a, with a full honest mea culpa, which they aren't going to do, but even if they did, the left would be all over them. Now, that's the, the one thing about the left being all over you and saying that they're going to boycott you, oh, darn, I'm going to be boycotted by like 4% of the population. Oh, darn. Guess what? You can make money off the other 96%. And what I'm talking about here at 4% are the, the, the hardcore activists who not only who not are who are not transgender themselves but but who support the the transgender they support the current thing maybe even 10% let's say even 10% 15% 20% of the population let's say it goes even that high which it doesn't it doesn't even come close to that you've still got 80% of the population to whom you can market your product but they can't do that now. And they aren't going to do that. Their last two commercials have shown that they're not doing that. They're trying to ride the fence. We want to go back to being neutral. You can't go back to being neutral. You chose your side. You can't go back to being neutral now. And I honestly believe that Bud Light is never going to regain its position. Not unless they completely change. They have to completely wipe out their leadership. It, in, a, in, a, in a show of, of pandering, they put two marketing executives on extended paid leave. That's not being fired. And it's not firing the person who is ultimately responsible, who is that CIA Officer, CEO, he needs to go. The company, the board, needs to make a decision that they need to completely and totally change all of their leadership, reject wokeness in its entirety, and come out and say that they completely reject wokeness. So that means removing their CEO, removing any other executives that got their education at Harvard or Yale or Princeton or any of these other left-wing Satanist organizations. Get rid of them entirely. Get real business people in to run the business like a business. And maybe you've got a chance. That's the only way this is going to cut in. No, no apology, no amount of pandering is going to change anything. It's going to take actual. Uh, it's going to take. It's going to take action. It's going to take real action. Transformative action. Complete rejection of the left. And and if you reject the left, you're gonna win. Other companies have done this. Other companies have said, screw this. We're not going with this leftist woke BS. And guess what? They're doing fine. They're doing great because the vast majority of the country are not woke. 
this is one of the 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 uh, one of the things I disagree with Jonathan Kahn about is that he sees this demonic influence, this massive demonic push as the beginning of the end for the United States. I completely disagree. And he even points out in his book that these changes have come about due to uh, things like court rulings and stuff like that. It's been forced. These changes have been forced on the people of the United States. And the people have ultimately rejected these changes, like the, the whole Roe versus Wade abortion thing. Abortion is not as popular as people think. And it's failing all over the United States now that Roe versus Wade has correctly been overturned. Wokeness, leftism, Satanism is failing. And it had to be forced on the United States. Now, I agree with Pastor Khan on the fact that this is like the transgenderism is one of the final uh, one of the final facets, one of the final stages of a dying culture. I agree with him on that. But the culture that is dying is modern leftism. It's not the United States as a whole. It's modern leftism. It's, it's the death throes. It's desperation on Satan's part. Because God's not done yet with this world. Christ is not done with this world yet. There is a revival coming to the United States. And one of the things that would really, really help that revival is if we pray for it. If we pray for the Holy Spirit to move through this country to spark a revival. And there are already little revivals popping up all over the United States. Satan is scared to death. Satan is scared to death. And there are companies like Bud Light, and, and these, are, these are bellwethers of what's happening in the spiritual world. Bud Light would like to change. Anheuser-Busch would like to change. And there is a possibility that Anheuser-Busch, that the, that the uh, board will rise up and say, you know what, you're all fired. You're gone. And reject this. And that's the only way that they're going to come out of this. But there is another company, another company that is dying, that people said, oh, it's too big to fail. They have millions and billions and billions of dollars, and but it, it's too big to fail, so they can do whatever they want. And they are doing whatever they want. And guess what? They're crashing and burning. And that company is one that I have spoken about many, many times. That company is Disney. Disney has gone all in, 110% on wokeness, all in. They are all about wokeness. They are all about diversity, equity, and inclusion. They show no signs, zero signs of wanting their original customer ba uh, base back. And they're burning to the ground because of it. They used to at least release movies that would make them millions, if not billions of dollars, so that they could 
uh, release as side projects their, quote, not-so-secret gay agenda, end quote. That, by the way, was a quote from a Disney executive captured in a Zoom meeting. This executive talked about how she inserted queerness everywhere into everything, marketing it to children. To children. And it's to the point now where the vast, where many, many normal people who see the weirdness that is going on in Disney are no longer allowing their kids to partake in Disney. Because you can't let your kids watch Disney without the possibility of them being indoctrinated. Without them being given a satanic message. Trying to twist them and change them into something which they were not designed to be. But Disney is all about that. 100% all about that. And they don't have any way out now. It used to be that, like I said, that they would create these mega movies and the mega movies would appeal to regular folks and would pay for their side projects. Well, now this not-so-secret gay agenda is not their side project. It is their primary project. It is their main project. And so many folks have rejected Disney now that Disney has not had a profitable movie in two years. They have been losing money. Their parks are losing money. And, and people are talking about, well, you know, they've got live sports and stuff like that. With, I guess it's CBS and uh, ESPN. And so I don't think ESPN and CBS are actually doing that well either. Because they've gone woke too. Go woke. Or I'm sorry, get woke, go broke is a thing. So Disney was expecting Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to be their next mega movie that can that can fund all of this other stuff. Well, the numbers are coming in and it looks like the reception for Guardians of the Galaxy is not going to be as big as folks thought. I'm not going to go see it. And I love Guardians of the Galaxy. The first two movies, I I love those guys. I love those. And this might be a great movie. I don't know. And I will never know because I'm not going to see it. I am not going to see it and I'm not going to let my kids see it. We are not going to purchase anything from Disney anymore ever again. And again, the only thing that can save Disney is the only thing that can save Bud Light is if the board rises up, fires all of the woke executives, everybody, and replaces them with non-woke executives who are only interested in advancing the company and making a profit by giving the people what they want. That is the only thing that will save Disney, and they're not going to do that because even the members of the board and this is the really ironic, weird thing. There's only one member of the board of Disney who actually holds stock in Disney because they know that what they are doing will not make them money. They have turned Disney into an instrument of social, spiritual change. And they know it won't make money, so they haven't invested in it. The very board of directors of Disney are not invested in Disney. That tells you something. And so, they're planning on Guardians of the Galaxy making the money. It's not going to do it. Guardians of the Galaxy, if it does anything, might make a slight profit. But with the money that they're spending on the production of these movies right now, 
like $250 million a movie, which is insane. That means that they have to make bare minimum $600 million to break even. Six, seven hundred million dollars to break even. Uh, I don't see that happening. I mean, maybe it might happen with Guardians. But it's not going to net them a huge profit. It's not going to be a billion dollar movie. It's not. People have rejected Disney. People have rejected Marvel. Marvel has gone full on woke. And they marketed, they marketed Guardians of the Galaxy as non-binary with that with that poster of theirs that showed everybody and you know anybody who had any shape or form uh, physically it was either covered up with baggy clothing or their forms were 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 altered like Chris Pratt Chris Pratt's a muscly dude He's a muscly dude because he works at it. He's a muscly dude, but they portrayed him on the poster as weak, skinny, frail. And then, uh, I can't remember the name of the actress that plays uh, Nebula. Uh, Scottish, beautiful woman. She's got real curves, okay? Very attractive, physically attractive woman. And basically, they took her head nebula's head and put it on the body of a dude a guy no hips no boobs just just a guy it's very obvious that it's her head on a guy's body this whole non-binary bs and people saw that and immediately noticed it and lost interest in it the same, same thing happened to... What is happening to Marvel now is what has already happened to Star Wars. And I think this Guardians of the Galaxy movie is going to be the rise of Skywalker, or more appropriately, the rise of Palpatine moment for Marvel. This is going to be it. Because there are no other Marvel movies coming after this that anybody has any real interest in, with the possible exception of Deadpool 3. And because that has become part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I may not even watch that, even with the return of Hugh Jackman. If I do watch it, it'll be streaming. I'm definitely not going to the theater to see it. So Guardians of the Galaxy is a loss for them. And the two other major projects that they're coming out with and already have come out with in, in one case, uh, are Peter Pan and Wendy and The Little Mermaid, live action, both live action movies. Peter Pan and Wendy takes the story of Peter Pan and twists it 180 degrees out of phase. It makes Wendy the hero. Wendy is the one who can fly. Wendy is the one who sword fights pirates. Peter is weak. Peter is subservient. Peter is... Uh, He's, he's not Peter. Okay? And the Lost Boys are not Lost Boys. They're just a conglomeration of diverse people. The, if, if you want to hear the best review of this movie that I have heard so far is uh, by the Critical Drinker. I'm going to say that again. Critical Drinker. And he's a Scottish fellow. I love my Scott, my fellow Scots out there. And uh, he he does fantastic reviews. Uh, and the best review of Peter Pan and Wendy I've heard. I I couldn't stop laughing. It was so good. So go to YouTube. Uh, I think that's the only place he is right now. Though I hope he expands to Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. Like I am on, I'm not even on YouTube because I know, you know, YouTube is a censorious organization. I, I won't even post on there. I am on Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, and my podcast, and that's it. But go to YouTube, look up Critical Drinker, 
and Peter Pan and Wendy. And oh my gosh, it's a hilarious, fantastic uh, uh, criticism. Uh, he's, he's a film critic. And you, it's, it's, it's just fantastic. But it's a failure. And it will be a financial failure. Nobody's going to go see this. Um, and I, I don't know if it's straight to streaming or if they, it's come out in, in uh, theaters. I, I don't know. But the next big thing after that is the live-action Little Mermaid remake. And that includes a race-swapped Ariel, a diverse collection of her sisters, and uh, the story where, again, the, the prince is marginalized, uh, he's weak, He's a loser. He has to be led around by his nose. And nobody's going to go see this. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's just racism, racist, this and this. You know, I'm just going to stop it right there and say that if you cannot define racism, if you can't tell me what you mean by the term racism, then you can't use it in your criticism. You can't call somebody a racist if you can't identify what a racist is. I've been asking liberals this for, for decades. I've been asking liberals when they say, oh, he's just racist. Trump is racist, or this guy's racist. Hannity's racist, or whoever is racist. You're racist. And I've been asking, what's racist? What do you mean by racist? Just so that we're on the same page. What is racism? And they will never answer the question. So, so that argument right there, just out of the gate is wrong. Plus the fact that you have the success of, uh, I think her name was Brandy as, uh, Cinderella. She's black. People watch that show. So that ain't the problem. No, the problem is that you are taking a story with fantastic heroic character arcs and destroying them in the name of wokeness, in the name of Marxist critical theory, ultimately in the name of Satan. And Disney is paying the price, and Disney's not going to change. I guarantee it. Disney is going to, and I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but Disney is going to burn to the ground to the point where the only thing that's going to happen is other companies are going to come in and pick through the ashes those IPs, intellectual properties, that they think they might be able to rehabilitate. Like Star Wars, like Marvel, like Pixar. But again, with all of those companies, the first thing they're going to have to do is they're going to have to do a massive purge. Get rid of all the wokeness. But the very fact that these two companies are failing, and that one of them is at least wants to kind of change, is proof. Concrete proof. That the United States is not over. That, well, I should say that the people of the United States is not over. The concept of the United States is not over. That the concept of Christianity, of Christendom, is not over. That it, that, that it is actually finally awakening and pushing back against the insanity. A lot of people call Satan the father of sin. He's also the, he's also the father of mental illness. He's the father of insanity. And we're rising up and we're pushing back against it. And the number one way to do that for I cannot stress this enough, the number one way to do this if you are a Christian is by prayer. Start praying. If you see something that bothers you, 
pray about it. If you see something that you know is unnatural, that you know is wrong, pray about it. Prayer works. It really does. It's not just something to make you feel better. There is an actual God up there who actually loves us. And if we pray to him, if we call out to him, there will be change. But you have to change your heart. Change the direction of your heart towards him. And start calling out to him. And stuff will change. I guarantee it. Anyway, folks, that is episode 225. I hope you enjoyed it. You can catch me on bitshoot, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com, odyssey dot com, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com, and rumble dot com for my videos. And you can listen to my podcast, The Doc Bryant Show, everywhere you can find podcasts except Apple, because I will not fill out their paperwork. There's like three pages of stuff they want you to fill out just to get on there. And it's like, it's not worth it. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Spotify. I'm on uh, Amazon, Audible. I don't, I don't need all that other Apple stuff. Who listens to that? I, Apple anyway. iTunes. Nobody. All right, that's the show. Hey, may God bless you. I'm praying for all of you. I love all of you guys. And I will talk to you all later.